Hello and welcome to the Yoga Syndicate. In this episode, we'll be discussing and taking up the second Yama, Satya. Ellen, what is this Satya thing all about? Satya is most commonly translated as truthfulness, of being a, a truthful person, uh, being an honest person, telling the truth, and also living by the truth. And is that true? Is that true? Uh, well, when it comes to uh, translating a, a Sanskrit word, it can be complicated to find the exact meaning uh, as far as uh, languages belongs to different um, different uh, cultures and they cover different realities, they reflect different realities. So, um, but to, to make it simple and to make uh, the sutras, to make this knowledge available to us, we translate it as, um, as um, truthfulness. Which is funny because this particular, um, this particular limb or uh, part of a limb of the yamas, um, this restraint of truth, is one of the least most explained um, aspects of yoga um, why because that's what's true is true and truth is an end all uh, I think we have to distinguish here between truth and what we could call facts and I don't think truth uh, always means facts because uh, we have to remember that uh, this is part of the yamas and like we talked about uh, in the previous podcast we talked about how ahimsa is the first um, yamas is the first uh, restraint the restraint of non-violence uh, and all the other um, all the other yamas sort of supports the the yama of non-violence so we have to see truth in relation to non-violence and our intention not to harm any living thing. So, so when considering the truth uh, and in terms of yoga, um, we also have to consider how these yamas are, are built up. Um, because there seems to be, although we call it a list, there seems to be a succession. Uh, for example, Ahimsa um, deals with this non-harming, non-violent nature and then it tells us once that we understand that that we can in fact harm, um, then we should then move over uh, uh, and integrate this truth, so that the truth is also not necessarily sharing the truth, because sometimes the truth can can be hurtful. So, uh, what's your take on on the truth in in verses? Uh, Ahimsa. Mm, exactly. I think the truth always have to relate to our intention and our intention should always be not to harm. So uh, when we have a list like that, it's often the case that they are set up in the in the form of a list, but they are all integrated in each other. So you don't have ahimsa without uh, satya and you can't have satya without uh, ahimsa. So they all mutually support and uh, are integrated in each other. 
Well, it seems the truth, um, like any any other thing, um, like which side of the bed you wake up on each day, um, does our truth change from day to day? I think definitely our truth uh, changes from from day to day as our understanding, as our world changes. I think the truth definitely changes and circumstances changes. Although uh, it says in the commentary that these, uh, in Vyasa's commentary, that these uh, yamas, they are, they are always valid regardless of your birth and your, and what age uh, you live in and what circumstances you are in, they are always valid. So it's not like you can have any excuse if you if your um, if your job or your uh, task in life is uh, is uh, associated with uh, dishonesty of not being honest, then you you better change your uh, your profession. You can't be a yogi. I see. So you need almost like um, you need a diamond, right? And the diamond reflects that which you place next to it. So if you you put a bunch of crap next to a diamond. Uh, and it's in the form of the color red or shades of dark mm. gray and uh, seems to be volatile, then the diamond and what you reflect will be somewhat volatile. Is that a is that a good visual of how to sustain and maintain your truth? Yeah, this is a metaphor we, we often use, the, the metaphor of the crystal and, and how it's uh, affected by what we put next to it. So uh, I think all our other... Um, our conduct, our life, the the what we believe in is it will also be reflected in our our truth, or our level of uh, of ignorance will shine to <laughs> shine through in in what we believe to be truth. So I think as we as we study and and one of the other uh, yamas is uh, svadhyaya self study. So the more we try to to study and uproot our own ignorance, the the greater our capacity for satya will be. Yeah, and they they also say that um, in this self study that it's important to understand where you you harness your balance of truth so that you're it's it's not necessarily just being honest or honestly being quiet, but also finding a very sort of truthful balance uh, between how you perceive how someone else might perceive this truth mm -hmm. as either non-harming or as something valuable. Mm -hmm. So uh, back again to you, how do you um, how do you know when someone is is uh, basically pulling a fast one on you um, and when it comes to uh, a truth that that might harm you because I think all of these, negating forces of uh, of these restraints are are meant to teach us a lesson it's not always just us versus others but how do we deal when others are expressing a truth to us mm. that might be um yeah bending a certain truth that might be intended either directly or not directly mm. to harm us how do you how do you veer clear of uh of, of a false truth. Mm. Well, I think we've, we we it, it also refers to how we uh, how we look at ourselves. Are we truthful with ourselves? 
are, are we really following our inner truth or do we kind of adapt to what uh, society uh, thinks is uh, is okay what is acceptable in society and that must that might be very diff different from our own truth from our inner compass so to say um so like for instance um the word uh, uh, the word buddhist in uh, in tibetan is nangpa it means an insider um so it doesn't mean that you are part of a secret club or something or that uh, other people are are wrong it means really that your practice is from the inside it might be invisible to to others and you might not even look from the outside as a very moral person but you are practicing on the inside in from the inside so you are acting and thinking and speaking according to your inner compass and according to your inner truth i like that because we're back to compass and and making and navigating uh through this map that we create um which is what i find very fascinating with yoga in general is just this ability to 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 all on your own um reflect detect and eject certain things that you don't want mm. Uh, laying around uh, on this inward journey of ours. Um, when it comes to avidya, we think of ignorance, right? Um, and we think of knowledge, vidya as such. Does gaining more knowledge, carnal knowledge, um, experience knowledge, uh, what we read, or uh, help us define a level of truth? Is this truth about, like you say, not necessarily something factual, but the journey in acquiring more knowledge? Hmm. I think we can find our inner truth by knowing ourselves. We know what harms us and we know what appeases us. And I think the, the deepest truth is to realize that uh, other beings are exactly like us. They want to uh, avoid uh, suffering and they want to have happiness and they don't want to hurt. And I think you can always use the compass of of what harms you and and what gives you what gives you joy and just apply that to others. Yeah, I I agree. And um, it's always difficult, you know, while you're applying it to others, if you're sort of reflecting in 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 some sort of even decent, I call it ecological self-loathing, that you're 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 sort of patting yourself on the shoulder, saying. Right now I'm being so truthfully sweet and nice to this person that it makes me a divine individual. Uh, and then crossing the boundary over to, damn it, I mean it, you know, um, this truth that I've I've acquired and in this expression to this person right now, it's it's not coming from my mind, it's coming from 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 my heart. And then then I feel like we're 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 getting closer to a truth that can't be defined, nor uh, can you shine a light on it? It, it is the light, mm -hmm. and it's really hard to shine a light on the light. So, how do we how do we get deeper into a sense of pure and utter truth through our yoga practice? Any any tips? I think we get deeper by practicing, and uh, we can't expect too much in the beginning. So maybe we just have to fake it till we make it, and just try to be truthful. Uh, but in that context, I also want to stress the importance of, of being kind, you know, again, back to uh, ahimsa, non-harming. Uh, so you 
you might not you might not initially initially like a person but you're still trying to maybe speak gently give some compliment uh, and that could be a way also to to a means to break the ice and to teach yourself something and get closer to your truth yeah and our truth i mean let's just break it down a bit i mean truth is often associated to to a word as such um and you know we use a, a heck of a lot of words and wording in in this entire life of ours to both announce a birth and you know um, come home and say you, you got a new job or that something went wrong. We need it to communicate. So, um, and, you know, back to this daily agenda of waking up on the wrong side of truth um, and the next day waking up on the, the, the right side of the wrong. I'm just, you know, I, I get a bit baffled with truth because I think truth is a heck of a lot more than just words. You know, mm. I um, it wasn't a long time ago when I was introduced to yoga that I went to London uh, and it was kind of my first sort of, oh my gosh, what's going on here? There was a whole line of people lined up out of a big hall where this big yoga convention was going on. And I I couldn't help but think how kind everyone was speaking, complete strangers. They were lined up, you know, two blocks away to get in. And then I remember being immersed in a very crowded environment. It just seemed to be like the the yoga convention going on in the world where people were emerging, converging in and around different stands and in and around different talks. And one thing really dawned on me in my, my complete novice understanding of yoga, and that is what I would call an, uh, an intuitive ability to close your eyes and smell, actually physically smell. And it wasn't the smell of essential oils for me, if I was to define it, I would call it the smell of truth. I saw a certain movement amongst people. I saw what would otherwise be called a very chaotic environment. And I saw just spines that were aligned. I saw certain ways that people turned when someone else called their name gently. Mm. I saw people that took the time and didn't disregard or look at my, at the time, little heavyweight belly, asking them a, a very basic question, uh, taking the time to, to to just take it all in. So my point being was it was it just it just dawned on me that these people have done some truth practice. Mm. And that practice has not only been in in learning how to be kind, but being kind to your body, breathing through this body. So yoga as an adjunct is a direct uh um it's, it's a direct help to, to, to creating and maintaining a truth, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think there might be something there. And uh, from what you're saying, it brings to mind what the great dancer and choreographer Martha Graham said, movement never lies. Mm. You know, and I think it could be that by uh, by doing this yoga, it, it might sound silly, but uh, it, the experience, uh, as an experience, it, it it's it's uh, feels like that when you uh, when you align your body, when you sit in the uh, in, in with the center of gravity running from the crown of your head to the base of your spine, you feel a kind of intuitive truth. Uh, so I think there there might be a there, 
there might be an effect that uh, translate to how you how you compose yourself and how you talk to others it might be something like that that you experience it's true you know now i'm going back to different dancers i've met along the way in my life and and even fully clothed uh, without knowing how they move i remember how i met some of them and i just i always felt a certain sense before i knew they either you know worked at the supermarket or were a famous ballerina that these people um they they had a certain something that was free mm-hmm. inside them mm-hmm. and perhaps it does cast a certain uh cause and effect um formula in the in the, in the body metaphysically literally and um so I, i don't know movement and truth and truth in expression um i find that to be very important i i i always lay claim or tell people that i am very intuitive and uh that's not necessarily mm-hmm. always true mm-hmm. Uh, as a comment, but I do see, I can see something coming a mile away uh, that that has a sense of integrity, which Satya also represents, is truth in integrity, mm-hmm. in action. And um, what about you? Are you good on picking up on, it's not necessarily that someone is not speaking their truth, but maybe they just haven't discovered it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, it, it, what you're saying is is really resonating with me. So maybe truth has something to do with integrity, showing a certain um, a certain degree of integrity, and that I think doesn't lie. I think that speaks to us very directly through the the body language, and no matter what the words expressed are, we see that uh, integrity and kind of uh, shines through. And I think that is the same as it as it shines through in movement. There's n- no way you can fake being a good dancer or being on balance because we we feel it very viscerally uh, when we see another person. Uh, yeah, but there might be there might be the case that somebody has not discovered their their own truth or their own uh, integrity, and you can see that kind of uh, ozing out of them as a kind of uh, imbalance or uh, or or ignorance that is uh, almost physically present as well no i i know and i i see it and sometimes you know whether or not i'm always uh, or want to claim that i'm i'm a good yoga teacher one thing i feel like i'm i'm trying to teach is to teach by example um and to to foster a certain uh, a certain movement uh, a certain way of saying hello and goodbye and giving people information or or even adjusting them quietly um in a way that doesn't instigate uh, uh a reaction but more of an interaction of their own discovery of ah this is how this is how it's this is supposed to be mm-hmm. instead of you know hey um dictating mm-hmm. um that this is this is so can we be better whether it's you know helping someone get into a yoga position or coming into a room and saying to a bunch of people this house is a mess uh, versus saying hey everyone um uh, i need some help here today uh to get the house uh um straightened up because um i feel like uh tonight when we you know i have a friend coming over later i just like it to be done uh do we have a choice in how we express our truth uh even though the situation as we call as such is 
true. I'm having a visitor later tonight, but here everyone's just come home after a long day of school and you're saying, hey kids, this house is a mess. I mean, do we, we have a choice, don't we? I think we always have a choice uh, as to how we want to express us and also how we want to adjust people. And there's a great difference between adjusting and correcting. So all we really want to do is to, to show someone, here is your point of gravity, here is your roots, and here is your possibilities. Just to bring them more in alignment with that. Uh, I don't have the experience of having a bunch of kids who throw their stuff all over the house, so I can't really speak from experience there. But maybe it's possible to try that, to, to express it in, in terms of, okay, wh what is important? Where is the center of gravity? How can we bring this house to a better alignment? How can we all be in better alignment? Well, here we go. We're in the house. We're in the house of the Yamas, and we've... We were in the room of Ahimsa and we realized that the room has a connecting door to the Satya uh, because there is no truth if you're harming in nature. So, you know, in Ahimsa, you were not meant to, you know, we need to be careful about the even the air that passes through the room or we need to also uh, be careful not to step on that bug outside. But in the truth, we don't want to step on someone else's ability to 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 take our truth, even if it's for one person, it's the truth they need to hear. Do we need to be so particular and focused on the truth that we always have to keep, you know, uh, being preoccupied with, can someone else take our truth? Or will we find a middle ground? I think we need to consider what is harmful and what is not harming other people. And you can just ask yourself, w would I like to know this in, in, if I was in the other person's shoes? I think that's always a good check to do. Put yourself in the other person's shoes and see what w would you like to know the, the fact, let's say. Not necessarily the truth, but would you, like, would you like to know the fact? Or is there a different way to express the truth that's yeah. less harsh? Mm. So when we all pull out our maps and we're all looking at our maps, do we also need to put ourselves into someone else's map or just into their shoes? Just on? in, just into their shoes. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like there's a, there's a lot of different uh, uh, versions of of what is true for us and for others, but there seems to be a common ground where we can be both truthful in our approach, uh, our deep approach, truthful in in how we move, in how we react, in, and uh, in order not to harm others and ourselves, keeping in mind that we too are a creature, we too are a living being. So, uh, for now, thank you for listening to this episode on Satya. And remember, this is the Yoga Syndicate.